Five Year Mission, the podcast, episode 40. This episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five Year Mission. <sighs> grab another white claw and we'll get this intro out of the yeah, way. Yeah, why don't you grab me one too? Which, what flavor do you want? Uh, I got lemon, I got tangerine. Mango if you have it. And I got watermelon. He's, uh, he's got country and western. Let's do <laughs> both kinds. Let's do tangerine. All right. Thank you, buddy. There we go. All right. <clears throat> Real recording now? Sure, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Now that we've gotten a little bit of the, the, the lore out of the way. Do you want the pop tab on? Perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open mine in the middle of the interview fucking anyway, so. <laughs> it's like, hey, we've been drinking. It's fine. Mm. Yeah, we're sloshed, uh, sitting in a comic book store talking about Star Trek. Drinking White Claw. Uh-huh. There ain't no law. Exactly what I thought I'd be doing in my adult years. <laughs> the week you're Ex- moving to Atlanta. Exactly how I envisioned. <laughs> moving on to bigger and better <laughs> things, and you're sitting in a comic book store talking Star Trek. No, are you kidding? This is this are, is it, man. Are, are you, this is what I signed up for. This you, is what I want to do. Are you dissing my everyday life right now? Yes. <laughs> Always. Constantly. Behind your back. Welcome to Five Year Mission Podcast. What are you doing? This is not your fucking job. Is this the, the most Mike has ever talked? Hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. You're stepping on my lines, Rittenhouse, and I'm not gonna fucking have it. As usual, I'm your host, Andy <laughs> Fart. Whoa! Wow! With me, as usual, is the uh, ever brilliant Mike Rittenhouse. Hey, Rittenhouse. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Zane. <laughs> Hey, don't hey. don't step all over the guest until we have a tight chance to introduce him yet. You're not fucking professional. I'm not having it. I'm glad I edit this podcast myself so I can bleep out all my cold curse words. So anyway, we're here tonight. We're continuing this thing on where we're talking to local comedians and hopefully they haven't seen Star Trek before and tonight's guest uh, lives up to that promise. Mm. With us tonight, we have comedian... Indianapolis comedian right now, as of the time this podcast is released, he's going to be an Atlanta comedian. Ooh, man, he's heading down to the dirty south. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Zane Zadie. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad you can come on yeah. and talk talk about a subject you know shit about. Mm, I'm happy to do it. I mean, you could have picked any subject and I probably, chances are I wouldn't know shit about it. True. I don't know much about anything, so it's perfect. <laughs> Well, we had Joe Bates on before, which I know you know, uh-huh. and he did not know a damn thing about Star Trek, mm-hmm. so you're following in Joe Bates' weird, giant footsteps. I mean, was he was he able to, like, was he interested enough in the episode that he started watching it after? No. Okay. No, <laughs> he, t- he told us beforehand he had gotten through maybe, like, two seasons of Next Generation and then just stopped watching. Okay. And then 
just for the episode that he was on with us, he went back and watched one single episode of the original series and hasn't done nothing since because he's so busy living the life in New York now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the New York comedian, basically uh, Jerry Seinfeld now. Right? That's, Making his that daily Seinfeld life on Facebook. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah, I think yeah. he's on like day eighty four now. Uh-huh. I mean, just probably it's probably it's probably him on his yeah, cell it's like, phone. What are you? Are you like in Castaway? Why are you? Uh, is he befriending a volleyball yet? Why is he like? Mar- why is he counting off all the days? He's in a big city. <laughs> I'm honestly thinking he's making all those like day whatever in New York posts for like on his cell phone, standing outside the comedy cellar, begging yeah. like David Tell for a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's how it works. I mean, that's, that's obviously how it works. That's how you come up in this business. <laughs> he's, he's doing yeah. it in between barista shifts. He's definitely not a barista. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's city planning. I'm still. He's sure. more of like a juice mixer, not a. <laughs> that's what. That's why they call him Jamba Joe. <laughs> <laughs> So we invited Zane on here tonight to uh, talk about an episode of the original series, which we always love to do. Am I clipping? Is that why you're... You don't have to be right up on All right. It's not a dick. So anyway, we're here tonight to discuss the episode, oh man, uh, about some Zayon pigs, mm-hmm. uh, some, uh, I guess maybe a planet of alt-right terrorists, uh, I guess we could talk about. Um, yep. So yeah, we're talking about, um, I almost said balance of terror. <laughs> We're here to talk about the episode Patterns of Force, which everybody knows is the not the infamous Nazi episode. Mm-hmm. And when I gave Zane the options of what episodes he could watch, I said you can either do an episode about Nazis or uh, Kirk having to fight a giant lizard. And Zane immediately said, oh, Nazis, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, especially someone that's never watched Star Trek. I feel like that'd be an easy uh, that that'd be like an easy foot in the door. You know, yeah. that'd be an easy way to at least get me excited to watch the episode. <laughs> well, if it's, me, it's, it's, it involves... it's basically current events. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, if uh, if there was like a corollary, you know, involving like giant lizards and that was happening in the news right now, then I might right. have went with that one. But you know I mean, like if there if there were currently like. Gila monsters taking over the Middle East right now. You'd probably want to be all over that. Exactly. Yeah. Then I would have hopped on the on that episode. On the... That's curtain fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, let me just to do quick little synopsis. Basically, Kirk gets the entire Enterprise, not just Kirk. I've been drinking White Claws, everybody. So um, he's lost. Speaking so speaking of which. Um, so yeah, basically the entire Enterprise goes, uh, they have to save some general because there was a distress call and he's been there for too long, haven't heard from him, mm-hmm. and, uh, they go down there, turns out the planet's just filled with Nazis and they're trying to kill, like, I guess what the equivalent would be like the planet of the Jews? Planet, the Zeons. The Zeons. The yeah. Zeons, yeah. And so basically they have to, uh, figure out why all this went down, turns out the... The commander from uh, Starfleet had been just drugged and made into a Nazi figurehead. And it was the the actual Nazis. They were like, yeah, death to Zeon. We're going to come and blow your shit up. Yeah. And uh, Kirk's like, nah, brah. <laughs> and then you get to see shirtless Spock getting whipped. And his green yep. blood coming out with all his chest hair. That's right. Oh, Is it, well, like the, I love the special effects in that scene. It was. I think it, they just like took lipstick. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even try. Like not even fake blood. No, no, no. It's just marks. It's just mm. welts. Yeah. So yeah, they they figure out that they can finally wake up the general after Bones beams down and also has to dress as a Nazi. Yep. And Bones, uh, Doctor Bones, Doctor Doctor, right? It's Doctor McCoy. It's just nickname is Bones. Oh, okay, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, let me push up my glasses on you. Um, <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> actually. I mean, we are in a comic book store right now. Yeah, I mean. Hero hey. House Comics 1112 Prospect Street in Indianapolis, Indiana. Heart of, heart of beautiful Fountain Square. I'm, a, um, I'm sure the phrase, well, actually, is uh, uttered many a times here. Oh, just in this many general times a day. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Set you up for that one. I know, I know. So basically, finally, they get the Nazis to see the error of their ways after they said all the things are exposed. Yeah. And uh, Zeons are finally free to be Zeons again. That's basically it. So, yep. So, being that this was the 1960s, were you expecting a storyline like this to take place basically like. What is it like? Fourteen years after World War Two, <laughs> like twenty years. Twenty right? years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When the yeah World War Two ended in what like the mid forties, like something along forty five or something. Something. And then so about twenty years. Yeah, yeah, about twenty years. Uh, yeah. Like I I was looking up. Um, apparently this episode was banned in Germany. Yeah. Up until like recently. Yeah, it was still it's still a very sensitive topic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even like so, what I what it was interesting because the the guy what's his name the the Hitler the guy that was supposed to be like the Hitler the, um, the one that was drugged the one that was drugged right <laughs> drugged Hitler what drugged was his name Hitler he was like a professor right he was Kirk's professor at, at, at Starfleet Academy yeah 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 it was whatever his name is it doesn't matter but he doesn't. he said. Because they asked him, like, why'd you do this? Mm-hmm. Why'd you, well, one, why'd you break the prime directive, whatever? That that yeah. means you don't interfere, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. just, like, learning all this shit do, on the fly. Do no so. harm, basically. Don't yeah. interfere. You don't interfere don't with mess- other alien civilizations. Yeah. Let them, let them uh, do them. Let them develop naturally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, so they asked him, and he said something, he said something along the lines of how, like, Fascism is the most efficient form of government. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> is that does that reflect the views of the the creator of the show? Like, did oh absolutely does, does he believe that fascism is like the most efficient form of government that the Nazis just fucked up fascism? Basically, it was more a lot because I mean, with the Nazis, it was supposed to be like the like national. They called it like the National Socialist Party or whatever. Yeah, and people to this day uh-huh. still, if you read the comments and news sections, I mean, it's always like, oh, that's just socialism, and people right. always equate that to the Nazi Party because socialism was in their name. Yeah, yeah, and so basically, I think. They weren't quite clear. I don't think Gene Roddenberry was quite clear on that, where he was just like, fascism was really efficient, but it's like, nah, I think you meant socialism was very efficient. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, if they used the word fascism in the in the episode. I, yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe this, yeah. But it was like something along those lines, and that was eye-opening, because... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's basically saying, yeah, they they would have gotten it right if it if they didn't, you know, end up just killing all those Jews. If it wasn't for all the Nazi shit. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for all the Nazi shit, they would have actually 
been good. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think it was like basically with like Hitler, he was so influential. He could get an entire country to like do what he wanted, like his yeah. whim, because like they rose to power so fast and yeah, they were yeah. just taking, taking Europe over and uh, trying to take over part of Asia. Um, but yeah, um, I think it was just more the efficiency, m- more than like the ideals of Hitler. <laughs> Right, because exactly. he said, he was talking yeah, because yeah, I mean, they went from like a poor economy, just completely collapsed, you know, country. Yeah. And within years, they were like on the verge of uh, world, being world, world leaders. Domination. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess fascism is uh, not. Not so bad. Not so bad. It's efficient. See? It's efficient. See, fascists yeah. aren't so bad. They're efficient. Damn you, Bernie That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway of the episode, right? Yeah, I mean, it was the '60s. They were also they had like, open minds. You know? So they so they called the um, oppressed group Zeons, which mm-hmm. the, there's an obvious, you know, obviously they got obviously it from yeah Zion, right? Mm-hmm. Why? I wish they would have named what was the the other the oppressors. What were they called? Uh, oh yeah, please look it up. Mike. Starts with an E. Yeah. Uh... Why is this? Ecosians. Ecosians, that's yeah, right. Ecosians, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, good memories, Andy. Yeah, well, I just watched this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I also watched it today, uh, and I can't remember it. So. I watched yeah. it like four times over the past week, and I still can't remember Ecosians. I blame I, I blame White Claw. I wish they would have made like a more obvious, I, like I wish they would have been called like the Krauts or something. The Spotsies. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wink. Or like, or like the Schnitzels. The Schnitzels. <laughs> Hashem Grubas. Yeah, that would have been fun. I don't know. Maybe there's like ecosian is uh, means some something in German. I don't know. There's but. there's got to be some story behind it. How they yeah. came picking that name? Because I mean, like the the Zeons were so almost like spot on. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It was like a little on the nose. Yeah, it was all it was they had. Zeon they had like pigs. Zeons all had like the underground group of like infiltrators and everything like that. Which yeah. obviously, you know, we've we've all seen glorious bastards, so we know. Right. That there were infiltrators, mm-hmm. according to Quentin Tarantino, at least. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the in the the infiltrators in the episode that offered up a nice little twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the woman, the Nazi soldier. Yeah. Uh, Doris. Yeah. Who okay. had basically like t- like turned in her own father. Yeah. As, as a ploy at that. As as a. Pl- <laughs> I mean, hey, if I if I could ever turn in my own father for you know even as a not a ploy just for war I crimes, think we would, yeah. I mean, how many war Most crimes of us has would... your dad committed? I mean, none that I know of, but that you know I'd, of. I'd have to look into that. <laughs> but, I'd have to get a real big family tree going for that one. Yeah, but yeah, it was interesting episode also probably uh the only star trek episode i'm ever gonna watch so oh but you're not gonna continue on um maybe if i uh like maybe if there's nothing else on tv like if netflix takes everything off yeah and my hbo (laughs) go gets canceled and i have like literally no other option for entertainment Maybe I'll watch Star Trek, or maybe. But even you, then, I'll probably just like play Angry Birds on my phone. Or if you maybe maybe you get wistful about Indianapolis and remember your time here in the comic book store, maybe yeah, you'll go back because there's also more episodes where like the Federation screwed up and messed up the Prime Directive, and they had to go back. Like, what's the what's the what, what's the mobster episode? 
piece of the action. Piece of the action. Uh, so, so, so one of some member of Starfleet left behind a book, uh-huh. and the entire planet went to like like 1920s mobsters. <laughs> really? So yeah, you get to see like. Kirk and Spock in like pimp suits and everything, driving like Model Ts around and stuff. And like, oh listen God. here, see. And they they actually talk like that. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're always talk, talking about and like their the, suits, the screws, and like getting the heaters yeah. and all this stuff. So yeah, it's it. This oh, isn't the only it. episode where like a book has basically changed the the trajectory of an entire planet. Okay, okay. It's the weirdest trope that so they could that, have gone with. So is that what happened? Like a book, uh, a book meaning like. So this guy, the professor, took a book to this planet. Well, no, he just had, he just had the knowledge, and he just kind of taught them. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. literally, in in the episode of a piece of the action, yeah. it was literally a book called like Gang Gangs of the of, of the nineteen twenties yeah, like, or something. Like, okay, okay. Chicago Gangs of Chicago. Yeah, because it it's, it takes place basically in the entire planet is Chicago, which okay, is okay. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the planet of Chicago, the windy planet. <laughs> Do you realize how many shootings there were this weekend in the planet of Chicago? <laughs> Again, going back to news oh comment sections. Yeah, which yeah. is real weird. <laughs> so, does every uh, planet that they visit? I'm assuming they visit like a different planet each episode, right? Yeah. Like for the most part. Mostly. Yeah. Kinda, so, sorta. Do, does every planet? Do they just speak like? clean American English. Well, that is that that is due to the universal translator, which for the for the viewing audience, everybody speaks English. But once they beam down, it's all like the 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 alien planet's language is automatically translated into English for the crew. Why? Because they have like something implanted in their heads that it's like it's it's in their com badge. Okay. Mainly. But you know, they didn't want to mess with the audio like that in the sixties. So. <laughs> That's a I mean, what a convenient. Uh, it's, 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 it's a whole workaround. Loophole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they started. They went back and retconned that in like a later series, like the one yeah. we were talking about it, beforehand, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, they, they they didn't really explain it in the '60s. Okay, there was no need. Yeah. Which somebody yeah. somebody pointed out on Twitter a few days ago, like like so basically, Captain Picard on Next Generation was French. But he spoke in a British English accent. Yeah. So anytime there's an episode focused on Picard, basically that is all being translated from French, we're assuming. <laughs> Into British English. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Which was weird because I because when when I lived overseas, every single person that I knew spoke in like a British accent, no matter where they were from. Yeah, yeah. Weirdest goddamn thing I've ever heard. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's uh even like in the part of the world that I'm from, they teach like British English. So Indiana, yeah. Well, my parent, my parent, I'm from Pakistan. Uh, my parents are at least, and yeah. they like if you talk to people in English there, they'll have a British accent. Yeah. Well, I mean that was because of colonizers, though. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's also yeah, it's probably that. <laughs> it's definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So, but it, um, now with this episode, this kind of dealt with like obviously like a lot of like semi recent events uh-huh. in the world, and like uh, early Star Trek was known for like kind of tackling like uh, controversial topics. So I heard, time. yeah, I heard um, the the guy wrote like a scene that was like super controversial. It was like the first time uh, a white man and like a black woman kissed on camera. 
Yeah, you. yeah, that was for uh, yeah. P- P- Plato's stepchildren. It was the time okay. Kirk, Kirk and Uhura shared an interracial kiss on national television. Okay, okay. Yeah. This is groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, they, they, they did that a lot because there was like, they tackled the hippies in uh, the episode uh, The Way to Eden, uh-huh. which is hilarious if you just want something goofy to watch. Um, Racism. Racism and a lot of things with uh, "Let This Be Your Last Battlefield" because it was uh, the people that were white on the right side and and uh, black on the left fighting against the people that were black on the right side and white on the left. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So yeah, they they tackled a lot of racism, war, things like that. Like, um, were you kind of surprised to see them like? going just like this hard against Nazis, like so close to, you know, the recent past. I mean, I wasn't surprised. Cause like, uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, um, uh, especially like American entertainment was fueled by propaganda. Yeah. And the Nazis are like an easy enemy. Um, I don't think there was anything that controversial about the episode <laughs> other than, I mean, it was jarring to see like, Actual Nazi regalia, like yeah, William Shatner running around with like a swastika on his. Well, shirt, and and Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock, but yeah. considering they're both Jewish. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're both Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the actors, not the characters. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, he wasn't like Vulcan. Yeah. Ju- Spock wasn't like Vulcan Jewish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Half Vulcan, half human, all Jewish. Lachaim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's like movies in the 80s and even the 90s, like, vilify Russians and... Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I feel like it's kind of along those same lines, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like, like, all, like, basically all the Die Hard and Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> right, right. Germans are always bad. Russians are always going to be bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the the Unless one. ballet. Yeah. So the one like uh, the only thing about that episode that really like raised my eyebrows is the thing that I mentioned was the that he like said fascism is the most efficient form of government. Right. Which, like, I don't know. <laughs> Which I think that I, was also like the time frame that they wrote in because they couldn't really yeah. do all kinds of research with that. But it was just unexpected. I didn't expect. I I would have thought like I thought he would have been like yeah they they drugged me bro <laughs> they, dr- they drugged me into being Hitler <laughs> I'm being I'm being blackmailed or After something the they fact. have like some dick pics that that I don't want to get out and so I told them I'd be their Hitler <laughs> like I didn't think it was because he believed in fascism I volunteer as, as Hitler tribute basically <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I thought fascism would work but it got out of control. So yeah. what what would give you that idea? <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the episode, he's like, "I guess even historians uh, don't learn from history." It's like, how could something. you not learn that yeah. fascism was not the way to go? Considering, right, right. well, I what guess what so, happened along the way. So you're saying that this show, that iteration of the show, is set in you said like 2300, Tw- 2260s, 2260s. Okay, yeah. so that's that would have been like 200 years after. The fact after yeah. like Three, Nazi Germany, three hundred years, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe three hundred years is enough. Maybe that's like enough of a <laughs> enough time for the wounds to heal. Yeah, 
<laughs> or just like maybe that's like a, a acceptable amount of time to like forget. You well, know? yeah, the whole like like tragedy plus time equals comedy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Yeah. So maybe to them it just wasn't that deep. Like, which the line the Holocaust and... was just like it was so in the past that they were just like cracking jokes about it and stuff. <laughs> which is basically now. <laughs> which I mean, well, especially if you're especially if you're carrying around a torch and marching through Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're okay. So you're trying to compare it to like sort of the current climate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I, okay. I often do. Okay, so let's let's dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, it would have been easier to like draw comparisons if they, if the people in the episode had like literal tiki torches, right? And, you know, which they actually uh, in the newest uh, Star Trek, well, second newest, I guess now since since Lower Decks premiered, um, in Star Trek Discovery, uh, one of the opening scenes in like the first season, um, the Klingons are basically like uh, like oh the Federation's here, uh-huh. uh, we're not going to take this them trying to take over, uh, we have to keep Kronos. Kronos. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like the Giro planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're, they're like basically like like you can picture them wearing like a red make Amer- make Kronos great again hat. Oh, okay. It is ridiculous. This like, is when when did that episode come out? Oh man, this was like what twenty seventeen. Okay, something along those something lines. Like that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. They, well, Trump was still in office. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I it mean, was, it, it was like that. That was the exact correlation that everybody was making. Even if you, even if that episode came out like before, I wouldn't be surprised because like that whole sentiment, like wasn't Re- Reagan's slogan? I think was "Make America Great Again." Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he was definitely using that. But. So like, yeah, these like sort of uh, right wing, you know, especially like a right wing populist, like nationalist type of person is gonna. Mm-hmm. Always gonna like show reverence to the past, right? Yeah, yeah. Given props, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give it props. Yeah, yeah. Props to the as past. the kids say, as the kids kids in the eighties would say. I guess really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's what the kid. That, that's what uh, young Republicans would say. <laughs> props to the past. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like, like the, Star Trek has always been known for like tackling like political issues but disguising it as like sci-fi it's, yeah and like, like they, that was the, one of the great things that Gene Roddenberry did like in the 60s he was ta- he was like taking on like the Vietnam War uh-huh. and he was taking on racism and um, he wanted to really tackle gay rights but the networks would not let him oh well okay. because I mean, because obviously you know who George Takei is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a was pop- he was he in those? Uh, yeah, he was the, 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 the episodes. Yeah, George Takei is one of the one of the main characters. He was he was okay. Sulu on the original series. Okay, okay. And like, um, I know him more from just like uh, Twitter. Uh, but, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's great that he's had such a resurgence. Yeah, like yeah. him, and like like he he and his husband Brad are just like beautiful people. We've uh-huh. talked to him multiple times. Uh-huh. They like Brad. His George never remembers us. Brad always does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was like, these are the boys that wrote you the birthday song a few years ago. And oh, like, oh, yeah. that's right. I almost forgot. It's wonderful. George needs to tune into the pa- to the podcast. We're tr- I, I've attempted to get a hold of him to try to get him on here, but so far we've only been able to get like three Star Trek alum on here now. Yeah, I'm um, sure he's busy. Or two. 
two or three. <laughs> oh, who? Who? We had Name Bill drop. Billingsley. John Billingsley, who played Dr. Flux on Star Trek Enterprise. Okay. We had the Okudas. The Okudas, which I told you about earlier, that designed the like touchscreen things in Next oh. Generation. Okay, okay. And now, well, they have, they, you might know them more for their work on uh, Space Force. They did all okay. like the screens on Space Force on Netflix with uh, uh, oh Steve Carell with Steve Carell. Okay, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. Okay. You should watch it. And then uh, uh, for for all mankind, which is on Apple TV now, <laughs> they yeah. did all like the the, the graphics for that. Does do you think Space Force has a prime directive? I like, think they probably do. Like the actual Space Force that exists? Oh, no. Absolutely do you think, not. You don't think they have a prime directive? Uh, well, considering that Mike Pence was their biggest cheerleader, yeah. and we're from Indiana, you know better that they don't have a prime directive. <laughs> their prime directive is to, like... Keep just, gays out of space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, which I'm sure our friends in just, the organization Gays in Space probably would rally against. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> their, their, prime, their prime directive is probably, Get him! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, See, Zane, anybody can be funny. Yeah, it's true. This is what he was trying, trying to do with, with, with Joe. He was trying to out-comedy so, Joe. Okay, so you just invite people onto your podcast and then antagonize them. <laughs> you try to be competitive with them and then, and then just uh, you try to one-up your guest. Is that... As Mike stares like a gargoyle. <laughs> no comment. That's <laughs> any yeah. questions. See, it's a little harder than it looks, isn't it, Mike? Mike Rittenhouse. Get it. Get, get, why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and get a tight five together, and then go, and then and then come talk to Zane. A what? A tight five. Oh, I got you. It's comedy lingo. No, I get it. I get it. No, listen. Right. There's uh, no need to compete. I've seen. I, I've I've seen. I'm dying up here. I know what that means. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows. I don't. I've died many times on stage. <laughs> um, I guess in that sense, I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> I've died and been born again. So many times. I've, re- I've been reincarnated many times doing comedy. I believe it. I believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, basically, you're like the reincarnated red shirt of the Star Trek world. Oh, you're trying. To- See, I had to bring it back. You have to bring it back. See, are you not? Are we not allowed to go off on tangents? Oh no, you could absolutely go on, okay. go off on tangents. <laughs> absolutely, go off on tangents. Actually, let's go ahead and switch gears. I think we've covered a lot about this episode. We but- don't have to. I just wasn't sure. No, I don't no, know. If- no, because I, because I'm I'm always fascinated with the comedy world. Like yeah, I yeah. always. I, I'm still working on my own type five, but it fucking sucks uh-huh. so far. I'm still trying to get to yeah that point where I can go go do an open mic and get like stared at. Basically, you're like funny and like nerdy, and I feel like you could have. I feel like you at least would have like a niche. Um, I could probably get into the whole the whole like Stephen Stephen Vincent Giles world. Sure, yeah. He's got the whole Dungeons and Dragons things covered. I think I could probably okay, cover, okay. cover the Star Trek world. Yeah, so you would you write jokes specifically about no. like nerd shit? No. Okay. So far I basically have shit about my kids and, and like living with, with my last name. Okay. So, Fark. Yeah. Imagine See, that. See, that's like a funny that's the name itself is funny. Well, basically growing up with the last name Fark and a stutter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Imagine the the amount I didn't of, know you the had amount a stutter. Of, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you were Andy Fark. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and and now I've, I've of course you know 
pass that on to both of my kids, and my son also inherited my stutter. Oh, no. So, basically, okay. I fucked both of my kids, but not in the arrestable way. But... Also, if you pushed your kids into going into comedy, that could be, they could use that stutter as, like, a benefit. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes them stand out. It gives them something to talk about. Because what's the one comedian with the stutter right now? I yeah, uh, Drew Lynch. Yeah. 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 I mean, he uses that to his advantage constantly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to then... say advantage, but <laughs> he utilizes his stutter. He right. he accepts his stutter and, like, uses it, uses it like a power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how'd you overcome your stutter? I haven't. You haven't? You haven't no. stuttered once. Oh, no, I definitely have. You've stuttered? I, I, I think I notice it more than anybody else does. And, uh, have you noticed it, Mike? Oh, yeah, he does it constantly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't noticed it a single time. <laughs> no, I went through a lot, of, a lot of speech therapy, and plus it's usually like, it only comes out in like certain situations where if like, especially if I have to deal with somebody that's like an over-talker, uh-huh. like somebody that keeps like, constantly interrupting and I kind of want to like get something out as fast as I possibly can and then it's just like you've heard me do that before yeah like it's awful I mean I'm assuming it comes out when the pressure's on the most when you have the most pressure on you and like if somebody if if somebody's not giving you like letting you uh talk Mm -hmm. that's gonna put more pressure on you to get a word in edgewise and then and then it's just yeah 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 yeah, I see. I can't even imitate my own stutter. It just always comes out as blah 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 blah, and I know that's not what it sounds like. It's basically Porky Pig, but okay. you know, <laughs> a, a, like a slightly more attractive. Slightly, <sighs> Sli- I mean, just slightly. <sighs> One bug keep on going on the microphone I, and my glasses. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So where that was I? Bug. Go- where was I going to go before we started going off on that? <clears throat> Um, uh, oh yeah, the, the, let's let's talk about the comedy world a little bit. Sure. Because yeah. I, I like I like how how long how long have you been doing stand up? Um, like t- ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've been... like ten years on and off. Okay. Like, yeah. Like what? Like on now? When you say on and off, was it just like why did you take take your breaks? Uh, just because I hated doing it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, was it was it because of was it more so because of like the reactions you were getting and you were like, I yeah, can't I mean, do this or like I get um, it happens. I'd, I'd say like well, maybe once or twice a year where I just get like get sick of all my jokes. OK. Um, and then the way I respond to that is either it can either be positive in that I it motivates me to write more mm-hmm. and like new shit. Uh, or, or it's like, just like a fuck this shit kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. The opposite has also, has also happened where I'm just like, okay, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so it can go either way. It's, <clears throat> but, uh, but now in those, in those, like, like, I can't do this type things when you're on your little breaks, uh-huh. I, I like that. I'm like <laughs> minimizing it on your little breaks. <laughs> My little, yeah. You like know, I'm your punching little breaks. out like it's a, like it's a lunch break. <laughs> right. It's like I'm on hiatus. Like when you go eat my sandwich, please let me leave me be. I got this Ziploc bag full of Cheetos and carrot sticks. And this is my happy place right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what, 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 what brought you back from like those little, what brings me back um, is that I have no other skills. (laughs) So it's like, I have to come back. Mm -hmm. If I want to feel productive in any way, Mm -hmm. this is uh, the only thing in my mind that I can do at this moment. 
um, because I'm also pathologically lazy. I probably could learn a new skill, right. like learning how to podcast or learning how to like, I don't know, code and HTML or whatever the new languages are. Um, whatever the kids are doing these yeah, days. You know? I could probably learn that shit and I probably should, but I'm lazy uh, stand-up is very accessible. Mm-hmm. I can just go to an open mic. I can sign up. Uh, you know, I get booked. People put me on their shows. And yeah. it... Um, and so, yeah. Like, I, I get... It uh, scratches that itch of, like, needing to... Feeling that need to do something productive. Right. I don't know. I feel like I just threw out, like, a jumble of words in that last no, sentence. No, no, no. Did no. that make sense? Okay. Because no, I'm, I'm always wondering, like, what motivates somebody to do stand-up? Because, I mean, obviously it could be a real boner killer mm-hmm. uh, on, like, the nights where you just, like, bomb. I literally... Okay, so one time a, a girl... This is, like, when I first started. I think it was... I lived in Minneapolis for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was... Uh, one of the first shows that I did there... Um, like a book show, I invited some girl that I'd met at a bar. Oh no. And she came to the show. Obviously, like I, I did so bad that when I got off stage, she had left. <laughs> like <laughs> she was gone. You were just, you bombed so bad yeah. you lost the possibility of getting laid. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I don't even know if there was any possibility of getting laid, but I, I didn't, I lost the possibility of even, like, talking to her. Wow. So. Like, but, but, like, what, what motivates you to, like, get back in, get, like, hop back on the horse, so to speak? Like, I mean, like, you know, your passion and things, like, ebbs and flows for, mm-hmm. for most people, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Like. And, me, well, and me, music, too. I mean, obviously, yeah. with us, we've had bad shows where we're, like, that sucked. We definitely have to do better next time. Yeah. Or, or it takes us two or three years to finally start writing songs again. Right. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, I try to just be persistent. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I'm not feeling, like, a, any, like, type of way about it. Right. I try to just, like, show up and do it. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's okay to just stay at home. Like, that's (laughs) what I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I'm trying to, like, teach myself or to get more comfortable with is, Mm. you know, with stand-up, there's, like, a lot of FOMO because there's a lot of, you could, and on any given night, you could be out at an open mic, you could be doing somebody's podcast, you could be doing something. Right. Um, But... You know, you don't have to be doing something every single night. Like, yeah, you could be you home can, writing, you could be home just relaxing, whatever. Exactly. But you could be getting material from wherever. Yeah, and you need life experiences to get material. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of my jokes are just like uh, some random bullshit that happened to me on a night out, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's that's important too. <laughs> like, do you have Be like well-rounded a, kids? Do you have like a favorite bit that that you do in your act that like was just from like just the weirdest one of the weirdest experiences like, um, like that you had like even like in this city or wherever? I so I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I talk about a night where I met. I hung out with the Indiana Pacers, uh, and I, <laughs> I don't just, think I've heard this one. I met them, like, at, they were at, like, a bar, and uh, I snuck into, like, their VIP section and just, like, hung out with them all was night. It, was, it, was, it, was it Kilroy's downtown? No, it was, uh, <laughs> this ratchet place called Bartini's. Oh, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, just a seedy 
gross club. Like yeah. I saw somebody get finger banged there once, like it's <laughs> like on the dance floor, so it's gross. Oh, it's that God, type of place. Standing up? Yeah. Jeez. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. Um so yeah, like that stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I saw them, hung out with them, um, went back to Paul George's uh condo that he was living at at the time <laughs> and um I heard one of the guys like come. I think it was Danny Granger. <laughs> I heard him just like bust a nut and moan. <laughs> so it's like, that dude's six seven. You know he has ropes. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I would have never had that experience had I been, you know, like sitting at home, home writing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on like staying home at writing, but right. I'm just. That's like an example of uh, I happen to be at the right place at the right time and I got material out of it. The right shitty bar at the right right random ass time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I hopped in a cab with them. Weird. I told and I lied to them. I said I worked for the Pacers like I was in (laughs) like in their marketing division or something. I'm real low level. (laughs) You know, it's fine, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, oh, word? Okay, cool. They didn't even, like, ask any follow-up questions. They were just like, oh. That's even weirder. Yeah. God. Uh, Yeah, because there's there's stuff like that with, like, being in a band and stuff. It's like, you can either, especially out-of-town shows, you're like, you can either go back to your hotel room and rest up from having, like, a long, hour-long sweaty show, Uh or you can go and socialize in room parties, especially if it's, like, at a convention. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I got to see a furry three-way one time. Oh, by accidentally go. opening a door, thinking it was another room party that would have yeah. another specialty drink in it. But no, I walked into a wolf, a squirrel, and a lion, all having the weirdest position of three-way sex I've ever seen in my life. See, and how rewarding was that? I got to draw a diagram on a first date with an ex-girlfriend of there you what, go. what I saw. So, and then, had- she, and then she framed it and hung it on her wall. <laughs> So had you not been to that convention, it never would have happened. Right. Had it not had it not been for Star Trek, I never would have had this life experience of seeing Exactly. Your friend wouldn't have a, a picture of furries. <laughs> having a three-way. Having a three-way. Like a weird David Lynch movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now you also do... Um, I mean, we're going to stay on the comedy thing, obviously. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to talk about. No, I mean, I, li- I, I love talking about, about stand-up comedy. I'm sure... Some people probably would. Mike too. hates it. Oh, Mike! Mike! Uh, Mike doesn't give a shit. Uh, I can see Mike going into gargoyle mo- mode right now. <laughs> he's always in gargoyle mode. Yeah. See, he breaks out of it every now and then. Yeah, he has his moments. <laughs> he just has to. Ah, leave. there you go. Yeah, good smile. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Now, all right. So that um, we stop talking about him. Right. Yeah. Let's let's focus on Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. I am not that exciting. No. Are you related to Kyle Rittenhouse? <laughs> he shot oh, a pedophile oh, in the hand. It, 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 it took me a minute to think of who you were referring to. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I am not. I was going to okay. say, after all the shit has, that has been talked about, he's a hero. He Speaking shot a Nazis. pedophile. Right. Speaking of Nazis. His wow, mom drove him over state lines with illegal guns to go shoot protesters. Yeah. Who's Kyle Rittenhouse? <laughs> Jesus, Mike. I didn't. I mean, say he was like a Kyle Rittenhouse. He was a hot household name for like a hot second, and then he skipped bail. Yeah, I I'd completely forgotten about him until I met Mike because you introduced you. I until I learned your last name at least. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there, there was like a month there where I had to... Yeah. I had to explain to people that... That was your... I'm like, not his uncle. Two, I didn't, two minutes I didn't of drive fun. my nephew across state lines <laughs> to shoot at uh, people of color. Yes. <laughs> How dare they go against our rightful precedence. No relation. <sighs> Which I'm sure was probably basically your, your slogan for like yeah. a month there. <laughs> no relation. Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, he... I feel like he could be an occasion. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. He was totally Nazi light, uh-huh. at least him. Him and his weird ass mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he didn't even end up going to prison, did he? No, he got no, out on bail. And then, out, and, then, yeah. and, then, and then underage went and hung out, and drank in a bar, and took yeah. photos and signed autographs. Oh, great! <laughs> hero. Which you know, hero. which is a normal thing when you shoot somebody in front of the police. Yeah. How does that make you feel that he's the most famous Rittenhouse? <laughs> is he the most famous Rittenhouse? Do you think? Is he? Well, is, know, isn't there a race, like a NASCAR driver with the last name Rittenhouse? I don't know. I, I mean, swear it, there is. Another racist. I mean, Well, uh, a different kind of a racist, the, I guess. D- David Rittenhouse invented the observatory. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Nobody looks at stars. <laughs> I'm not, the most famous not, Rittenhouse. Certainly not people that run a Star <laughs> Trek uh, podcast. True. The only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, you also do um, character work uh-huh. in the monthly show here in Indianapolis and now yeah. Los Angeles. Thank yeah, you, Isaac yeah. Lanford. Uh-huh. Uh, called I called an evening with the authors. Uh-huh. Uh, but then you're also doing a show before you move to Atlanta this week yeah, uh, called Squabble, right. which yep. is which is all improv, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, when it comes to, like, your stand-up chops, I guess, or your joke uh, writing, does, like, improv or character work ever, like, influence that? Yeah. The thing I like about Isaac's show, the author show, mm-hmm. is it forces you to write, like, in a different perspective, and I feel like that informs my perspective, if that makes any sense. Like, Okay. It, like, hey, well, one, one second. Let me, like, yeah. I just want to explain what Evening with the Authors is. Sure. Uh, basically, an Evening with the Authors is uh, fake authors, and they're coming on to like an NPR-type show, and they're promoting fake books that they've written. Right, right, right. And so it's a lot of, char- a lot of character work that you have to kind of get into the headspace of. Mm-hmm. The last one I saw you at... Mm-hmm. Way to ruin it, Andy. What? That's not ruining. That's like promoting. That's for, the premise of the show. That's, just, the, that's the exact premise of the show. Broke the fourth wall and just completely explained everything. And now, no, yeah. that's that's the premise of the show that they explained beforehand. That's like promoted on the website <laughs> for an evening with the others, and on and there's also podcasts available on Spotify yeah, and that's iTunes. Not like a, that's not a. It's spoiler. not a secret. It's not like a spoiler. They don't. <laughs> You've even been to a couple. Yeah, and that was my favorite part was that everyone was pretending so like So you it thought wasn't fake. You, you went to the show and thought they were all real authors? Yeah. And so like so like if you were to So go, Andy just ruined it, uh, he so you thought they were real until Andy just said they're fake. What? You thought people that live in this neighborhood that you see on a regular basis were all of a sudden just like writing books. This weird Yeah, there's yeah. they have books on the side that you didn't know about. I mean, Isaac does, or he did have a pull list. Did. Isaac now lives in Los Angeles and has abandoned us, just like Joe Bates abandoned us for New York. And now Zane is abandoning us for Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm I'm abating. Abating and... 
a baby. And, uh, yep. Dad, but okay. Papa's on the lamb. Yeah. Daddy's gotta go. Edit point there. Um, so yeah, authors are, are fake authors. If the evening with the authors. Last time I saw you at an evening with the authors, you were a Confederate statue that uh-huh. had been torn down. Yep. <laughs> a defaced Confederate monument. Yep. Yes, with like Black Lives Matters yeah, yeah. graffiti and pigeon, dicks on my face. Dicks on your face, pigeon <laughs> pigeon shit all over you. Pigeon shit, a noose around my neck. Now, yeah, the whole the whole uh, nine yards. Now, when it came to like writing that backstory for something like that, like uh, what what kind of weird ass headspace did you have to go into to write as a statue? So I actually attempted that character uh, a couple of months before I actually did it, like on a previous author show, mm-hmm. and I had to back out of the show because like the night before the show. I, I had written a bunch of stuff for that character because it was going to be like a Confederate soldier, basically. Uh-huh. But the morning of the show, the night, the morning that I was supposed to perform that later that night, uh-huh. um, I looked at what I'd written and I was like, OK, this is like low key racist. So <laughs> I don't think I should do this. And I'm probably just going to back out of the show now because I didn't have anything. Right. So then um so yeah, I I let like a couple of months pass and then I revisited and I decided to do it from the angle of like it's a uh, it's a statue, what do you call it? When you what do you call it when something is uh like when an inanimate object like talks like um Oh, uh anthrop- anthropomorphized. Yeah, sure. So, like, I basically decided to anthropomorphize a statue. After three white claws, I still remember the word. And so, so like, the character was, I was talking from the perspective of the statue and not the Confederate soldier. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wasn't, like, so I was coming from a place of, like, I'm just a statue. What the fuck did I do? Why am I getting torn down and defaced? Why am I literally getting shit on? Yeah. Why am I getting shit on? Why are they drawing dicks on me? I didn't do anything. If anything, I'm a slave too. I I didn't want to be here. I I was forced to. (laughs) You know, I was like forced to sit outside, weather the elements, and yeah. um, Throughout all these years, I've seen history. Exactly. So that's uh, with with authors and with really with like comedy writing. As soon as you find that angle, Mm -hmm. like then the floodgates just open. Then like as soon as I found that like one little angle, then I could like go deeper into it and right. um, you know, dive, just like dive further into it. Cause like before I didn't think I had a, cause I was writing from the perspective of the actual soul, the soldier. Right. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like I was in yeah. the war. I don't know what y'all yeah, yeah. are so mad about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I mean, nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to hear, uh, an actual Confederate soldier. Right. You know, nobody yeah. wants that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then segue to that. Uh, now, with like Star Trek stories, they were they would always try to like tell like kind of the low key story. I think uh-huh. that relates really well, where it wasn't just like completely direct. Like you were talking about how, yeah. like originally you wrote it from the perspective of the actual Confederate soldier, uh-huh. but then in order to kind of make it a little lighter. Yeah, and yeah. a little more accessible. You uh-huh. went from like the statue's perspective, exactly. Which I mean, with the way the way that like Star Trek tackled racism and the Vietnam War, which was currently happening while Star Trek was on the air, uh-huh. they had to do it in a very low key, yeah, lighter, accessible way. Wow, you're good at this. See, 
Full circle, yeah. I mean, that's ex- three white claws deep, and I'm getting deep. That it's it is like a <laughs> it is a similar way of approaching it. Mm-hmm. Um, using I don't know, using comedy or using like sci-fi or using whatever, like um, you know, just like the general art of storytelling. Yeah. To. Uh, sort of like relay these messages, like even if they have like strong like political undertones. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess in a way, I'm just like the creator of Star Trek. You are the Gene Roddenberry of stand-up. <laughs> uh, that's. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be probably the greatest compliment. Like I, it's going to be blast that on my head, for most of our Just put that on my headstone. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 gonna see your own headstone before you die because you're gonna have it pre-made and be like, wait, who's Gene Roddenberry again? <laughs> he, he's he's the Gene Roddenberry of stand-up comics from Fountain Square that yeah. are moving to Atlanta. Who are also in, bald in and 20- Pakistani and have yes. glasses and you know, kind of a big nose, and yes. who are wearing their younger brother's middle school gym shirt. I'm the Gene Roddenberry of the of those people. Yes, those of, of yeah. all those aspects. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this is my younger brother's will, uh, gym shirt from middle that, school, by the way. Comparison. Yeah, I'll take it, man. That's like I don't get compliments like that every day. No, 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 because because our, 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 our mutual friend Jordan actually described you in that direct way too. I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what she said, she was like, yeah, he's my favorite comedian who re- currently resides in Fountain Square, uh, who is Pakistani and who is standing at this GPS coordinate at this particular moment right now. He's my. <laughs> that's the most, that's the biggest compliment you're going to get out of Jordan anyway. So, yeah, I'll take Honestly. it. Yeah. Ooh, she'll feel like a star. Yeah, you look like you're the way you're sitting, like the way you're situated right now. It looks With like his you're man spreading. It looks like you're in like couples therapy. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like trying to save your marriage, which I'm is sitting across. I wish your audience could see. Speaking of which, I haven't, I haven't actually done that yet, surprisingly enough. And I don't. So, have the do- Dr. Zane. Yeah. Dr. Zane. When when I come home. Dr. Zane. Dr. Zanus. Yeah. When when I come home from a long, hard day at the comic book store. Mm hmm. Like. Really? Am I supposed to not get some kind of action from from this piece here? I mean. The, what? He, just, he just referred to me as a piece? He just. Yeah, I, I get home and he's just a little bitch. Jesus Christ, Mike. So to that, so that, to that, I would say, uh, I, Andy, Mike, um, I'm not listening to you anymore. Mike has these concerns. All I have to say, no, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help your relationship. Stop being a little bitch and give it up to, give it up to Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Let him get some of that. Let him get some of that uh, that tight little tight little booty you got there. Good lord, Zane! At you a point, know anything about Star Trek, and you're talking about my butt. That's 15 seconds of Instagram content right there. <laughs> At a point. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, let's go ahead and just wrap this up. I'll put that at a point right there. Um, <laughs> if we're still like doing the now, he's still salty about having to ep- ed- like, edit thirty episodes. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Mm. Whatever. But I do it just with my dog sitting next Th- to me. Thirty-six. <laughs> you count episode zero. 
Ooh, you mean the 10-minute episode we've released at the very beginning of all this? Whatever. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode (laughs) up. Uh, Zane, we're sorry to see you leaving Indianapolis. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on before I... I, I'm glad I was able to come on before I left. Yeah, and we wish you all the luck you could possibly have in Atlanta. Thank you, man, and I'll come back and visit. I, I was actually hoping you yeah. would. That was good. That was going to be my next question. You know, could you come back and visit us? Yeah, You're not, not getting not, rid of me that easy. Not be on the podcast because f- fuck this. Well, um, we have nothing left to talk about. This is well. You can always watch another episode. You can watch the mobster episode. Oh, that's true. But I think go. also we've exhausted all the everything I could possibly say to Mike. Um, and even to you. Don't don't worry about Mike. <laughs> we've had more conversations than you've probably even laid eyes on Mike. Mm. So. Honestly, I would love to come back. That didn't make any sense, Andy. I know. I'm three white claws deep and don't have zero shits to give anymore. Edit point. No, there's no edit points here. <laughs> but do you have yeah. do you have anything else you want to promote? Do you have anything online that you can direct people to follow um, you? I have a couple of like videos on YouTube. One is called Box Fan Dan. Oh my god, um, I forgot about Box Fan Dan. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the She's other one is called man. I made a, a little sketch with my friend uh, hilarious local comic Lucas Waterfill oh yeah yeah and that's called my stepdad's closet so you can look those up on YouTube um, yeah I think I have like a couple of stand-up clips on there Twitter Zane, Instagram Zane. you want to do those a- sure a- yeah. HTTP colon backslash www.myspace.com right. backslash backslash HTTPS if you want a secure uh, what is Ooh. it secure server oh, right, yeah. Right, right yeah yeah you yeah. don't want you don't want secure network Russia watching Zane's material uh, all exactly. lowercase uh huh yeah go open up uh, Google Incognito because uh, you don't want you know you don't want any record of this you don't want this in your web history no. It's basically is porn. It basically be, um, be porn and Zane. You know, you, you, you do not want those two mixing. You do not want I the peanut to butter and chocolate yeah. coming together. Exactly. All my comedy, all my <laughs> clips, uh, I'm fully nude in them. Sweet. So yeah, definitely incognito. All right. Uh, but yeah, no. Dark uh, mode. Instagram. I'm I'm kidding. I'm fully clothed uh, for the most part. Uh, but my Instagram is uh, Zane Zaddy. Um, in on Twitter, you can find me at Shut Up Zane Zadie. There. Mm-hmm. And it, it, with that, we'll just leave it at Shut Up Zane Zadie. Deal. So it's it's, it's not Zaniac sixty nine. Or... No. Please please tell me it was no. like it, that's what he calls his fans. Like MySpace dot com slash Zaniac sixty nine. He's not old enough for MySpace. If you want me to start up one of those, Mike, I'll do it for you. If that's if it makes you happy. I mean, if he's bringing, if he's going over to the Timberlake camp, that's who owns MySpace. Part of MySpace now. I didn't know if anybody <laughs> would get that reference, but I thought I'd explain that. Okay. This is the cold outro. All right, Andy. Perfect. That's a wrap. Hit stop. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs>Just getting new content from Five Year Mission, you should head over to patreon.com slash five year mission and check out our Patreon page. As a patron of the band, you will receive access to rare and behind the scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff. You will also have early access to many things, like video releases or new songs. 
you can sign up for different levels from Ensign all the way up to Admiral. One of the perks of being an Admiral on 5-Year Missions Patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Rinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an Admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission. Hey, fansets. We sure do appreciate you sponsoring our show each and every single week, and we know you got busy things going on like Lou's daughter's getting married. So therefore, business is shut down for the following week. Anyway, there's all kinds of new stuff that's going to be coming out from fansets.com here very soon, including Dr. Pulaski, Rin, Galrod, General Martok, Guinan, Admiral Vance, Discovery Season 3, Uniform, Michael Burnham, Jet Reno, Vic Fontaine, Zindi Reptilian, Dr. Gillian Taylor from Star Trek IV, and a Monster Maroon Captain Kirk. If you want to order any of those or any of their existing pins from all over the place, Harry Potter, DC, everything... Head over to fansets.com, fill up your cart, you can get 10% off your entire order by entering the discount code 5YEARMISSION, that is the number 5, all caps, YEAR MISSION, 5 YEAR MISSION. Fill up your cart, love it, wear it, display it, however you want to do it, it's all there just for you. Do it right now. Right now. Now! podcast if any of you are interested in listening to more of our music you can check us out on youtube or spotify or itunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music just search for five-year mission and we should be the first thing that comes up if you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about you can email us at five-year mission band at gmail.com and for more information about the band you can go to five-year mission.net and also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. (laughs) 